my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. And it is so good uh, to be with you once again. Love being able to share uh, with uh, with our Faith FM family. Uh, and indeed, more and more I'm becoming conscious that what it is, is becoming a Faith FM family. We're getting so much uh, positive feedback, uh, so many uh, messages just saying, hey, thank you, not just to this program, but to all the uh, programs. Welcome to the uh, Faith FM program. Now, look, guys, if you would like to share with us, uh, why don't you do exactly that? Uh, if you've got a, a positive thought, if you've got a comment, uh, maybe on one of the issues that we're discussing, if you'd just like to say hello, uh, I'm picking you up from the first time from uh, uh, maybe Cooper Petey. We would love to be able to uh, hear hear from you. You can actually do that by texting us. Now, uh, just text us our Studio text number is, of course, 04 888 808 Double one, and uh, you can uh, simply say hello uh, to us. Let us know where you're uh, uh, you're logging in uh, from. If you've got a comment or a thought, we would love uh, to be able to hear uh, from you. Now, this week we're following the theme: radical forgiveness in an unforgiving world. Uh, and today we're asking: radical forgiveness is it possible? You know, this is one of those really big, uh, big issues. You know. Some time ago, I I had the privilege of going over to the uh, uh, Amish uh, countries in uh, uh, in in America, Lancaster County, and uh, it was over there uh, that I picked up a, a book that certainly spoke about uh, their history uh, with this issue of forgiveness. It is staggering. It is absolutely mind blowing when you consider uh, the extent to which uh, they have built into their understanding of scriptures, uh, the necessity to forgive. That's the issue that we're going to be talking about all uh, this week. Now today, our co-host to uh, help us out with this subject is our Pastor uh, Ricardo Schaefer. Now, Ricardo is pastoring the Prospect and the Elizabeth congregations right here in Adelaide. Now, welcome to you, Ricardo. Thank you, Gary. It's so good to be here once again. Uh, it's lovely to have you here, actually. I really present the I really appreciate the material that you you present. It's clear, it's concise, uh, it's uh, it, it displays a wealth of a wonderful experience. So it's Thank wonderful you. to have you in the uh, in the studio. Now tell me, we've just come off Easter. What did you mm. do over the Easter long weekend? To be honest, not much. Uh, probably we 
just went out for a little drive and spent time in the house. Just uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In other words, a few things in order there. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that I know that uh, I had uh, on uh, uh, on on Sabbath. We certainly had church. We had a had an Easter service on the on the Sabbath. I actually preached on the resurrection, and uh, mm-hmm. I know people really did appreciate that. Uh, but for the remainder of the weekend, I have to admit, I also just I was around Adelaide here, <laughs> yes. and uh, it was so nice. To uh, be able to spend that uh, uh, that time. Uh, now, look, uh, let's come to our World Watch uh, segment because uh, this is something that I'd love to be able to get your your feedback on. Now, uh, this uh, comes actually from an article that's uh, actually in today's Australian, and I'd just like to share with you just a couple of paragraphs. It's a fairly long article, but uh, just a few paragraphs because it's talking about uh, an issue that I think is starting to impact each of us more and more in the world in which we're living. Uh, The article's entitled, Overwhelmed, Why We All Need a Silent Mode. Now, uh, when I read that, I thought, hey, this is really worth worth picking up. This is something that we do need to take on board. Now, this is what the article said. Take a breath, sit down, think. When was the last time you sat in silence? I mean, real silence, without your phone beeping at you, or the radio on in the kitchen. Our increasingly noisy lives find us bombarded by WhatsApp pings, uh, data alerts from smartwatches, uh, traffic sounds, public announcements, a constant stream of noise. The World Health Organization says this has negative impacts on human health and well-being, and it's a growing concern. Even when we could take a few moments for some peace and quiet, we just seek out more noise, a podcast, say, or a Spotify playlist. And as scientists are now saying the relentless exposure to it is adversely affecting our health and contributing to the growing number of us who are feeling totally burnt out. The report published this week uh, by a social and economic think tank reveals that the ceaseless interruption uh, interruptions from social media, TVs, mobile phones and tablets is contributing significantly to the rising number of burnt out people who are feeling too busy and too overwhelmed. One fifth of workers often or always feel exhausted while between 2020 and 2022, 88% of UK employees complained of burnt out the research shows uh, noise isn't just the loud the loud sounds we hear uh, of or the things we listen to on headphones it's the low level buzz of busyness in our lives that means we are rarely compl- are completely quiet she says the more of this noise input you have the more fretful and relet- and restless you will feel and if you get rid of some of these noises you will be less stressed. Derbyshire says she experienced this herself when she first uh, uh, wore a smartwatch uh, linked to her phone. I was endlessly alerting me uh, to something or buzzing on my wrist. I began to feel anxious and eventually I just switched the thing off, uh, the notifications and the alarms, to give myself what was some incredible peace. Now, these are the things um, uh, to get mental and physical benefits of a quieter lifestyle. Here's what uh, the uh, report has recommended. 
Uh, and I'd be really interested in uh, just a moment to get your feedback on on this, Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, take a two-minute silence break a few times a day. Two, uh, you need an hour of quiet a day. Time away from noise may be good for you. But how much do you need? Up to an hour a day is ideal for restorative and anti-stress benefits, says Derbyshire. Then she adds the next one. No phones at mealtimes. It sounds monastic, but eating in silence, no background music, no checking phones or listening to you to news has real benefits. You know, one of the things that I'm so conscious of is that I go to, you know, out with my wife to a, to a restaurant uh, these days, and I am so conscious. You'll see a table of ten people there, and nine of them are sitting on their phone, uh, doing doing something, uh, not even talking to to each other. Uh, the the next one, don't just set your phone to vibrate. Switch it off completely. Switching your phone to vibrate only mode might not bring the stress-busting benefits you expect. The evidence shows that you actually need to turn it off altogether. Better still, leave it in another room for at least a few minutes a day. Then number five, I I love number five, go for a walk Mm. without any devices. I I am so surprised of the number of people that I I walk most days. Uh, I walk for about an hour, and it's amazing, even early in the morning, uh, I will pass the same people every single day, often at about the same same place. Uh, But, you know, one of the things I'm conscious of is that the majority of them have got a headset on. They've got an earpiece. In they're listening to something. I'm I feel I'm feeling a little bit out out of it because I must be the only person that walks um, where I can actually hear the the traffic and I might add the birds sing uh, first thing in the morning. And then there's a, a, a next one they, they mentioned was this: take exercise without. Loud music. Gyms can be noisy places with a whir of treadmills, the uh, clanging of drop weights, loud music, shouting instructors, all there to uh, contend uh, contend with. Uh, and then it talks about uh, no devices before bed. If you want to ruin your sleep, uh, just have devices before bed. Uh, or better still, just leave them in the room that you're sleeping in if you don't want to be able to sleep. Now, Ricardo, look, I, this was an article. It's it's about nine pages long, so it's a fairly long uh, article. But to me, some of the things that they're sharing really did, I suppose, um, gel uh, with uh, uh, with me. Now, uh, tell tell me something. Uh, do you think this um, constant, well, constant barrage of noise is it a problem? In the world in which we're living, uh, you know, do you think we need to be intentional in addressing it? I do, I do. Um, this is such an interesting article, by the way. Um, I still remember the days when um, I used to carry just my wallet, yeah, and nothing else. Boy, you must be an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't tell, <laughs> but um, it's so true. I, I think that um, we're all guilty of some of these. Yeah, one degree yeah. or another. Yeah. Um, I've, I've read another article. Article, sorry, that that says that we cannot properly do digestion while we are watching TV or reading a book or doing something else. Yeah. So if we're eating, we should just eat, you know. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, it's amazing how these distractions can affect our health. 
Mm. Um, normally, I when I take a walk, I walk along a river, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that the sound of the of the water is so soothing, so relaxing. Mm. Yeah, I mm. really come back re, uh, refreshed, you know, yeah. renewed after yeah. that walk. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, if if I had my um, headphones and I was listening to music, it would not be the case. Uh, mm. That's what I can see. But um, you know, Ricardo, one of the things that I'm just so so conscious of is that uh, I I I suppose instinctively in in many ways a lot of Christian people already follow a lot of these principles. And I'm just so conscious of that. And I'd love mm-hmm. to hear from any of our listeners that do actually, because yes. I, I know myself, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, one of the things I really appreciate being able to do is to get out of bed and uh, actually, and okay, I'm an early, early riser, uh, but I really love being able to just uh, spend some time, some quiet time mm-hmm. in, in devotions. And uh, when I have the, you know, I've got no music on, uh, I tend to uh, do, do some reading, um, uh, and then to be able to spend some time simply mm-hmm. in prayer. There's no music there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's early morning. It's in my house. Uh, it's in my office. Nothing beats uh, it's 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 as quiet as and often i can just listen and hear the birds outside do you think christians have got a little bit of an advantage uh when they practice uh, that type of discipline exactly then definitely there is an advantage and it's a, a time that we can use to to reconnect with god as well we can uh with no distractions, you, we, you can focus on uh, even a special passage of scripture that you really like that, mm. that soothes your soul. You can meditate on that. Yeah, it's not about repeating phrases, you know. Yeah. but uh, really thinking about the goodness of God, His love towards you, and then, you know, strengthen your faith and bringing to Him the needs for the day. Sure, why yeah. not? You know, to, to, to me, I really, really, you know, to me, so much of this article actually spoke. You know, even uh, I know myself for for many years, I, uh, you know, I've practiced keeping a Sabbath, and mm-hmm. you know, to me, uh, I mean, how do you find um, uh, this issue of Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Um, Actually relates to, you know, the, you know, the, the overdrive, the overdrive electronic world in which we lived. You know, do, do you find things settle down a little bit more having a Sabbath day? Definitely. A time to recharge. Life is made out of cycles and we need to recharge in order to restart the cycle every time, every yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, maybe. We should pay attention to that popular um, highway sign that reads "Stop, revive, survive." Yeah, right. It is so true, uh, and biblically speaking, uh, every seventh day we should stop mm. to revive and survive with yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you know even some of these uh, these suggestions in here about you know. Turning off your phone, you know. I, I know myself. I mean, when I go to uh, when I go to bed of a night, my phone's in another room, um, and uh, it's one of those things that I don't. I don't want that. When I go to bed, I want to be able to sleep. You know, in the in the night. More and more, the world in which we're living today. Uh, I suppose what's being impressed on me is the incredible need to actually. Uh, I suppose uh, live a live a, a disciplined. Uh, life, uh, even particularly in this area of 
silence, slowing down, being able to spend time in a worship and prayer, being able to keep time away from uh, the almighty devices that seem to yes. be ruling in our lives. It's yeah, not, It's not a waste of time doing these things. Um, we will actually be able to work more effectively if we recharge in this way. Indeed, indeed, exactly. Look, guys, let's come to some uh, some music. This is uh, a really beautiful uh, song. This is uh, Faith First, and the song is uh, Where There uh, Is is Faith. Uh, please enjoy uh, this beautiful, uh, beautiful song.
Ghost and the song is Where There Is Faith. What a beautiful, a beautiful song that uh, that really is. Uh, now, folks, we do have uh, for you today our free gift. Now, this is our free gift uh, giveaway time. And uh, our book for you today is a, a little book uh, entitled Teach Us to Pray. Uh, do you know, we've just been talking about being still, still being quiet, uh, having that quiet time. But how do you actually do that? Uh, teach Us to Pray is about entering into a relationship with the one that can satisfy that deep yearning of your soul. It's about the simple prayer that begins with friendship that will change your life. It's about those hard-fought battle prayers that gain the victory for our own hearts and the hearts of those that we love, destroying the subtle lies and whispers of the devil. It's about grasping the courage to believe that God loves you and that about he's that he's listening to you that you trust him uh, grow deeply serve uniquely fight bravely this is a this is a uh, a book that will teach you teach us to pray presents the picture of a god who's deeply and intimately interested in each of our lives uh, horst that's the author surveys the different kinds of prayer but more than asking for things, places all prayer into the context of an ongoing relationship with a loving God. Now, look, uh, folks, uh, this particular book is a, is a book that uh, we're giving away, uh, particularly to those of you who are interested in growing and developing uh, your spiritual lives. Uh, do you know, it is actually so easy to be able to uh, to pick up uh, those books that are a little bit sensational. This one is not a sensational book, but this is a book that will grow your spiritual life. If you want something that maybe you can look at uh, in that early uh, morning hours, then this is the book to grab. It's uh, it's entitled Teach Us to Pray, and uh, this uh, book is by Tamara uh, Tamara Horst. Now, all you've got to do if you want this particular uh, this book is to text us at our studio text number. Now, that studio text number again is o four triple eight eight o eight eleven o four triple eight. 80811 and all you need to do is to quote uh, our drive time text number and our drive time text number is SA113 uh, that's all no gap between the SA and the 113 just five digits in a row SA113 and text that to 04888 80811 and that'll actually go through to our robot. Uh, he's been called Hudson now. Our techos for some reason keep changing the name. He was faithful once upon a time then he was Christian and now he's uh, he's Hudson. So uh, our robot, he'll come back to you ask you a few questions, get a bit of information off you so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible. It's a real little beauty this book. 04888 80811 and the uh, code is SA113. Uh, uh, you will love, you will be blessed uh, by uh, by this book. Uh, now you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And uh, this week uh, we're following the theme, Radical Forgiveness in an Unforgiving World. And today we're asking forgiveness, radical forgiveness. Is that possible? 
Our co-host is Ricard, Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. Now, uh, Ricardo's pastoring the, the Prospect, the Elizabeth Church is right here in Adelaide. And I really appreciate the input that Ricardo uh, is able to give. Ricardo, this is a really a big question. Today, we're not talking about that issue of God's forgiveness of us because we know that mm. God does forgive us. Mm. But, you know, uh, Scripture says some remarkable things about our duty, if you like, mm-hmm. uh, to actually forgive others. Now, this is something that, uh, you know, I, I see on television, you know, the people uh, outside courthouses and they're constantly calling for justice, you know, and yet the Bible talks about this thing called forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, uh, I mean, to what extent, I mean, what really is the scriptures talking about? It's interesting because it seems that uh, the forgiveness that the Bible is talking about is it's just going beyond our culture, beyond our reason. And a lot of people know that God forgives us. That's very uh, well accepted. A lot of people know that um, God expects us to forgive one another. And even a lot of people know that there, there are a lot of benefits in forgiving in having a forgiving spirit. Mm. Uh, but I guess the question is that how do we actually forgive? How can we yeah. get to that? This is one of those forgive? really big, difficult, hard questions, isn't yeah. it? Because, you know, I, I suppose we've all got people in our lives that, um, you know, to use Paul's expressions, are a, a little bit of a thorn in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, how do you, you know, I mean, you've got a great uncle Charlie who comes along to, uh, you know, Christmas, uh, Christmas lunch every year. And you can be sure every year he'll start on exactly the same theme and, uh, be able to, to offend an equal number of, of people. Mm-hmm. How do we deal with this? It seems that it's really hard for us. And indeed it is. People today show very little mercy and forgiveness. It seems that our desire to get even, to make the person who offended us pay and get what they deserve, is more important than keeping good relationship with other people. People are not naturally inclined to leave you a positive feedback when they are pleased with something that you've done, but they're very quick to give you a one-star rating when you make one little mistake. Have you noticed that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's particularly true, isn't it, on the mm-hmm. whole social media uh, setup that we've got today. It is actually so easy mm-hmm. to take offense mm-hmm. at something that somebody else has actually said. Yes, yes. Even if you've done a lot of good things, yeah. even if you've encouraged a lot of people, the moment you say something that offends someone, then that that's the only thing that people seem to remember. Yeah. So um, it is easy to love and forgive someone who loves you back. But how can we forgive someone who has intentionally hurt us? Mm. I guess that's uh, one of the most important questions. When we look at the Bible um, and we look at the character of God, we and we know that he's our example, then we definitely know that we have to forgive one another. In Romans 5.8, It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. It's not that Christ died for those who loved loved him, Mm. but he died for for us as sinners as we were rejecting him, uh, mocking him. That's that's when he dies for us. Mm. And then in Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not 
what they do. So when we look at the character of God, he's all about forgiveness, mercy. So to forgive is to be like God, mm. basically. Mm. Um, lots of stories in the Bible that talk about forgiveness. For example, when Jacob met his brother Esau after so many years, Jacob was expecting his brother to take vengeance for what he did to him in stealing his father's blessing by deception. But Esau did something quite different, which Jacob was not really expecting. Esau had decided to forgive him. That was unexpected. Now, Jacob's response is powerfully insightful. After they hugged each other with tears in his eyes, I'm sure Jacob said to Esau in Genesis 33 verse 10, to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Mm. Now that you have received me favorably, mm. now that you've forgiven me, to see your face is like and seeing you the think, face of God. And if you think about it, these two brothers have been apart for more than two decades. Yes. You know, there have, there's actually been, a, been an issue that's been separating them uh, that occurred 20 years mm. ago. For 20 years, you know, there's no mass communication then. They right. haven't seen each other. They haven't heard mm-hmm. from each other. They haven't spoken to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if they've written letters uh, yeah. to uh, to each other for 20 years. No internet. Uh, no, no internet. <laughs> they And yet they're able to come together. I mean, that's uh, almost supernatural, isn't it? Yes. That, that's that's one of the points that, that I want to highlight uh, during this program. It requires a supernatural power for us to forgive genuinely mm-hmm. from our hearts, mm-hmm. um, especially when extending undeserved forgiveness, uh, that becomes really powerful. Yeah. When people know. In other they words, when they don't it. deserve. Yeah, and they know to, it. And they know it. Uh. Uh, now, now you're really starting to, uh, to, to, to push the buttons here because, you know, I, I'm so conscious that, you know, it's very easy uh, to, uh, you know, maybe to, to forgive someone who deserves forgiveness, mm-hmm. and yet the person who doesn't deserve forgiveness, hey, no, let's give them a hard time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, perhaps the person who has offended me not once, not twice, but you know, three or four times or more. Uh, hey, they're the ones I find much harder yes. uh, to be able to forgive. You know, uh, Ricardo, one of the things mm. that really stands out to me is, uh, you know, this. Uh, people say the Lord's Prayer. You know, I mean, it's still said in in Parliament, um, but a uh, part of the um, part of the Lord's Prayer says something that to me is truly remarkable. And I'd be interested in your feedback on it. Mm-hmm. it says this: "Forgive us our debts." As we forgive our debtors. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to me, that's a, that's a remarkable little statement because, uh, you know, we are praying to God that He will forgive our, mm. our debts. Um, should, can I say to the same extent that we are prepared to forgive somebody else? Mm-hmm. Do I have this right, right mm-hmm. on this? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. It's as we forgive others. It's, it's like, uh, in other words, while I'm uh, willing to forgive others, God will forgive me. That's That can be a little frightening, you know. So it, it, it's not talking about a, a certain specific action in the past when I forgave someone. Yes. It's talking about, a, um, uh, what's the word, uh, a desire that I must have all the time to forgive others. 
Okay. So I, this is I actually a a, a, a a mindset yes. that God is wanting us to actually maintain. You know, one of the things that really stood out to me, I mentioned at the very beginning of the program uh, that I did have uh, the privilege at one point to, to go over and I spent some time touring America. And uh, while I was over there, I went to uh, uh, Lancaster County, which is the Amish uh, areas. And, of course, that's a, a remarkable area because uh, over there you, you go and you see uh, the Amish are still ploughing the field with horse-drawn, uh, horse-drawn ploughs. Uh, they've basically been able to maintain life uh, in a 18th century type environment. Uh, but one of the things that uh, uh, really stood out to me is just before we got over there, uh, there had actually been a major shooting, as only America can do, uh, in one of their schoolhouses. And uh, they'd act- the shooter had actually uh, shot uh, a dozen or more uh, primary age children and then turned the gun on himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, you know, I mean, the whole place was absolutely horrified uh, by that, as you as you would be horrified mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the reporters descended on the um, on the uh, the town of uh, of Lancaster, uh, and uh, uh, what they what they discovered was that uh, yes, the shooting was horrific, but there was something else that was occupying the the news waves, mm-hmm. and that was the fact that uh, these Amish people, who of course are deeply religious people, uh, and had incorporated the belief about forgiveness into their lives, they were already practicing the the, the issue of repentance. Uh, the, the the shooter had actually committed uh, suicide, but uh, the shooter's wife. Uh, was absolutely distraught. The people who supported the um, the assassin's wife were the Amish, and the reporters couldn't get that get a handle on this. Why are you doing this? They said, mm-hmm. and uh, the command was simply, uh, and their response was simply, "Hey, uh, God has uh, God has commanded us to forgive." Uh, and uh, um, uh, the reporters followed on. They said, "Hey, you know, I mean, don't you uh, don't you feel hate towards this lady?" Mm-hmm. Their response was, "No, uh, no, we've been commanded." Not to hate. Now, uh, to me, they interviewed. Uh, I, I've, I've actually got the book that was written as a result of that, and uh, some of the statements that were made by the parents and the grandparents are something that I look at and I stand in awe at because I don't know if I would be able to make those same statements. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, I, I'm taking over your uh, oh, your, your, your presentation. It is so true. Um, so uh, forgiveness becomes more powerful when it is extended to someone who doesn't deserve it. That's that's when the words "I forgive you," you know, pierce your soul mm-hmm. because you know you don't deserve them, and you you wonder how is it how is it possible that this person is actually forgiving me? Mm-hmm. And so it can change lives. That's what happened to to Jacob as we were telling the story. He was expecting his brother to take maybe possession of his goods, or even to take his own life, the Jacob's life. Yeah. But instead of that, he receives blessings and a hug and everything was totally different. So um, to love the unlovable and to forgive the unforgivable is to manifest the very character of God. And that's, mm. that's very powerful. That is powerful. Now, there's another side of uh, the coin here uh, when it comes to forgiveness. 
uh, actually, when it comes to not forgiving, that can destroy our lives. That can bring bitterness and, and destruction in every aspect of the word. In the story of Joseph and his brothers, for example, Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers. Lies were told and alibis were fabricated to make Jacob believe that a beast of the field had killed his son, mm. Joseph. And as a result, a father's heart was broken and the brothers lived for years in guilt. Guilt and deception. And deception, yes. So that, that's, that, bring, that brings, uh, uh, it's not good for your health at all. And what we learn from this story is that Lack of forgiveness results in bitterness. Okay, okay. So a bitterness, uh, forgiveness um, possibly doesn't damage the other person, but it can actually damage me through bitterness. Yes, unforgiveness. Through unforgiveness. Yes. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's turning the whole equation around, isn't it? Yeah, it's important to realize that we cannot have forgiveness and bitterness at the same time in our hearts. We either have forgiveness or bitterness. So unforgiveness brings bitterness, and bitterness destroys. It destroys relationships, it destroys the individual, it destroys families, it destroys churches, and it destroys communities. And no doubt Joseph's brothers, they had to face the grief of their father daily and live with the guilt of their actions. Mm. Even years later, when unknowingly confronted by Joseph as an Egyptian ruler, they begged not to have to leave Benjamin behind because their father would most likely die if something were to happen to him as the loss of Joseph had already affected him greatly mm. as a result of being unforgiving to, yeah, towards, yeah, towards yeah, uh, Joseph yeah. in this case. Um, because Joseph had something to do as well. uh in a little degree there because he was willing to boast of his of the fact that Jacob loved him more mm. so he should have been more cautious so in other in words there were two sides to this to this mm. particular coin uh, and yet what we find is that uh, the uh, the lack of forgiveness resulted in incredible uh, uh, bitterness and pain yes. and suffering yes. uh, for the uh, for the I mean ha- how, how hard mm. it would have been, though, uh, to actually try to repair, to go to of Dad course. and say, look, Dad, we've, um, uh, we've really, you know, we need to fess up to, uh, to this. Uh, and yet it's finally when that actually was action was forced upon them mm-hmm. uh, that at that point you start to get healing starting to occur within the relationships. True, because <laughs> it almost, unforgiveness almost destroyed the family Yeah, in, yeah. in this yeah. case. Um, so it's, it's good to understand that bitterness and forgiveness cannot coexist. To hold on to one is to neglect the other. So one cannot be a kind slanderer or a compassionate brawler. Mm. It is also not possible to be a bitter forgiver. Right? Mm. So when we choose forgiveness, bitterness will naturally decrease and eventually Die. This is incredibly, this is incredibly radical what you're saying because what the scriptures are putting on the believer here is something that is beneficial to both the, the believer mm-hmm. and also 
the uh, the person who uh, has been offended offended against, oh, yeah. and yet mm. it's so incredibly difficult uh, to actually do. You know, it's it runs contrary to everything that our mm. world. Uh, actually presents our world says hey you know justice you know i mean every movie that you you look at you get uh, you know good guys and bad guys and, and of course the uh, uh, you know gaining justice gaining the upper hand is the purpose uh, behind uh, is the theme behind so many of those movies mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the world in which we're living in yes, but yeah, christianity yeah. is totally the scriptures are are so radical in saying hey no there's actually a better way exactly. than that. So that's why we need to spend more time in, in the Bible daily so to get acquainted with the culture of heaven rather than with the culture of Hollywood in this case. Ah, uh, yeah, I right? like that. The culture of heaven rather than the, I like that. Mm. Look, let's come to some uh, so some music uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll dig more into, uh, into this subject. Uh, this is uh, Fountain View Academy and <clears throat> the song is uh, uh, Champion of Love. You'll, uh, you'll love uh, this particular uh, rendition. Gentlemen, may I have your attention? I want to introduce to you in this corner of the good and the right stands a champion robed in white. His height exceeds the heavens, his weight outweighs the world, his reach reaches everywhere, his age is evermore. He's the 
That's Fountain View Academy uh, Orchestra and Singers uh, found, uh, can, can Champion of Love. I'm getting tongue tied now, guys. Don't forget that uh, that book that we have uh, have for you today. Uh, Teach us to to pray by Tamara Horst. Uh, you'll love uh, this uh, this little book. Uh, can I encourage you uh, if you want a book that uh, will challenge your devotional life, uh, that will allow you to build your devotional life, that will change your devotional life and change the way you think? Then this is a book uh, that I would encourage you to. Request uh, this book. Uh, can, you can get it uh, just by our, by using our drive time text number. Now that number again is oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. The book's title is uh, "Teach Us to Pray," uh, and it indeed does uh, exactly that. It spends time uh, teaching us the mechanics. How do we uh, have a viable and a powerful uh, prayer life. You'll love uh, this uh, this particular book. That number again is 04888-80811. And the code that you need to put into your text is SA113. SA113, uh, just five digits in a row. And uh, uh, that'll go straight through to our, to our robot. And uh, he'll come back to you, uh, get a little bit of information off you so that we can get this book to you in the fast fastest uh, possible way. Uh, SA113, Teach Us to Pray by Tamara Horst. Uh, you will love, it will build your spiritual spiritual life. Uh, I'd encourage you to uh, to pick up uh, this uh, this particular book. Now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And uh, this week we're following the theme, Radical Forgiveness in an Unforgiving World. And today we're asking radical forgiveness. Is it even possible? And today our co-host is Ricardo Schaefer and Ricardo's pastoring the Prospect and the Elizabeth congregations right here in Adelaide. Ricardo, really appreciate what it is you've been uh, sharing with us, uh, with us so far. Uh, this, this is a tough and a difficult uh, subject. It's one that at every point in our life, uh, each of us uh, has to deal with this particular issue. It is so mm-hmm. easy. Uh, to be carrying a, ju- a, a, a grudge, I've seen you know people within families carry grudges mm. year after year after mm. year, uh, and meanwhile the pain and the heartache uh, just continues to to multiply. But um, uh, Ricardo, um, bring it all together for us. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's very dangerous to carry on with holding grudges because it re- literally can uh, make you sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a result. So um, true forgiveness is not easy. It, it is actually beyond or outside of our nature, our sinful nature, that is. Mm, and that's mm. why we need a supernatural, something outside of our, of our nature to help us actually want to forgive someone else from the heart. But um, thankfully, the Bible says in Philippians 2.13 that it is God who works in us both to will and to do. do yeah. So the desire to forgive and the actual action of forgiving that comes from God. So with God's help, we can choose to forgive. 
and I know that we may have uh, a few of our listeners finding it really hard to forgive someone else at the moment. We always mm. have that that person, you know, living for free in our memories yeah. all the time. How yeah. do we how do we get rid of that? How do we actually forgive? I want to share with you, um, all listeners, a, a true story about something that I experienced while I was in the U.S. a few years ago in Maryland, USA. I was running a number of evangelistic meetings, mm-hmm. and I would finish every night my sermon with an invitation. To, um, to follow Jesus, to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And I like to see, to look at people's faces when I'm preaching because it helps me know, you know, if I have to rephrase what I said or mm. if I'm being understood or not. Mm. And I noticed to my left, probably second or third pew, there was always a man with this facial expression very hard to read. He, mm. he was like, it was like anger or bitterness, sadness. I thought that he was angry at me sometimes Mm. for something that I said. I don't know. But Mm. especially during the time of the appeal towards the end of the sermon, he would struggle, you know. I would always invite people to stand up to come to the front. He would never um, respond to that call. Mm. Mm. But I remember the last night that I preached, I made the same call. And he was struggling again. He he looked upset and angry. And finally he stood up. And I was wow. so happy. I was like silently praying, Lord, thank you so much for the decision of this man. Mm. But I could still see his face. It was something so weird, you know, uh, uh, anger and, and sadness at the same time. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the sermon, I was just greeting the people as they were walking out. There was a like a big hall or foyer mm-hmm. uh, next to the church. And I was greeting people out of the church. And I noticed that this man was standing on the opposite corner of that foyer, looking mm. at me all the time. Mm. When I finished greeting everyone, he started walking towards me with a steady pace. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, where are the deacons when I need them, you know, he was just <laughs> coming for me, and I thought, he's, he's going to do something, and, and he came to me, and he said, Pastor, you have no idea what I've been through this week, mm. and I literally said to him, you're right, I have no idea, I've been trying to figure it out, and he said to me, three weeks ago, they, um, someone murdered my, my son, my only son, 19 years old. He was stabbed in the back uh, on the streets, and, and his throat had been slit. Mm. He was left uh, on the streets, and he died. Wow. And, uh, and, so he, and then after saying that, he just hugged me, and he, he put his head on my shoulder and started to cry like a baby. Wow. And, you know, what do you say to someone like that? You know, I was praying, God, give me the words. I don't know how to comfort this mm. man. Mm. And I couldn't find the words. So basically, mm. I... I I said to him, look, I have no idea what you're going through. Mm. And immediately the the words came to my mind as if God was trying to tell Mm. me something. And I said, but I know someone who does Mm. because, um, you know, um, God does because they killed his only son as well. He he knows the feeling. He Mm. said, I know, I know. And, um, but that's not all he said. He said to me, um, I know who killed my son. 
And all I needed to do was just to make one phone call to arrange for that person to be killed. And in mm. fact, he said, I was going to do that mm. last week. And mm. someone invited me to come to these meetings. I decided to come just in case, he said. Mm. And I was confronted with Jesus, he said, mm. every night. That's why I was struggling. I was upset because mm. I knew that if I stood up, I had to you know, mm. let go of my plans of revenge. Mm. But now, he said, I've decided to forgive. Mm. I was blown away when he said that. That is amazing, isn't it? Tears that- in his eyes. And I was I could not believe, I mean, the power of Jesus. Mm. Mm. In other words, yeah. Christ makes possible that which would be otherwise totally impossible. It, yes, indeed. I mean, if, if he could forgive that person who killed his son, then... I'm sure we can also forgive uh, someone who offended us. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, know, yeah. At, at I mean, that is the call of Scripture, isn't it? You know, and, and I'm really conscious that you know I'd be really surprised if there aren't people listening to us today. You know, who the Holy Spirit, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit convicts people, and True. the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to them and says, "Hey, you know that person that uh, you know you've been holding that grudge against. Uh, you really need to you know do something about that. You know, and uh, you know I'm just really mm-hmm. conscious that this is a huge challenge for mm-hmm. you know every single Christian at some point in their Christian, you know, even within yes. churches, you know, you find people have had hard feelings mm-hmm. against others and they're worshipping in the same church. Mm-hmm. You know, that's huge, <laughs> you know. I mean, and then we ask for the blessing uh, of the Lord, you know. Um, but anything else to share? Because that, that, mm-hmm. that was powerful. That was really powerful. Yeah, it touched my life, really. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, that testimony of this man that I, I could see firsthand that the power of God. Yeah, God's love. Yeah. That's one of the incredible blessings of ministry, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Um, maybe I want to share with our listeners very quickly just four points of what um, forgiveness is not. Okay. Uh, uh, this is from the book uh, called Forgive to Live. I thought this was really interesting. Page um, three. What forgiveness is not? Forgive and forget. Huh? Some people believe that if you have not been able to forget some unpleasant event, then you must not have forgiven either the act or the one who hurt you. This idea could not be further from the truth. If it were true, um, then only those individuals with memory loss would be able to forgive. <laughs> you know? So um, that's point number uh, yeah. one. Point number two, forgiveness that implies it's okay. Yeah. So it says, uh, can a wrong committed against you ever be right? Of course not. Mm. Wrong is wrong even when it's forgiven. Forgiveness never makes a wrong act right, nor does forgiveness condone or excuse the wrong act. Forgiveness defines who you are. It does not redefine the other's wrongful act as right. So forgiving is not that. And number three, forgive and make up. Often forgiveness can lead to reconciliation, but not always. It takes mm. two people to reconcile, but only one to forgive. Mm. Even if the other party refuses to participate in forgiveness, your ability to forgive remains unhindered. You can forgive whether or not the other person is involved. Mm. And the final point, number four, forgive and set others free. It says, certainly forgiveness can involve pardon, but it doesn't have to. 
you can forgive people and still hold them accountable for the legal and natural consequences of their actions. And this is something we're going to be digging into later in the week because that mm-hmm. is a really important and, and significant point. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I come to you right now. Lord, I want to say thank you for, uh, for, for the gifts that you have given to us. Lord, I'm just so conscious that there may be somebody right now uh, who's struggling with this issue. Lord, there may be somebody who has, hasn't been at peace uh, because there's something that they, they are being called on by the Spirit to forgive. Lord, I pray that you'd be with that person, that you might uh, bless them. Uh, Lord, I pray that they might be empowered uh, to be able to take the steps uh, that you would have them take. Lord, I pray that your spirit might descend on them at this time. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Ricardo Schaefer on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow. And I'll be chatting with Pastor David Butcher when we'll dig deeper into this week's theme. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.